Where the hell have we been and whose fault was it? It's time to do a podcast, finally. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. So, Sheriff Lamb, welcome. Thank you. I got to bring you two on as my hype men all the time. Oh, all Get you along. have to do is just go along. Just put your mask on. Just because I might not agree with it, that doesn't mean I lose my right to parent my kid. Leave the, leave the jokes to me, Chief. This is what gets Jim fired up. It's not communism that's going to destroy this country. It's not socialism that's going to destroy this country. What's going to destroy this country is apathy. Don't count on anybody coming to save you. It is time to save ourselves. You know... Take a couple weeks off. What, for a vacation? And the federal government loses its mind. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that has happened since we've been off the air. You know what? I'm not even going to catch up. I'm just going to start new. I'm not even going to go back and read what happened. There's so much. And we could, uh, drop, we could drop things on our Facebook page, funny, funny memes or whatever, God. you know, whenever things happen. But, man, we had to take a... Hunter Biden. We had to take, like, what, what, what I think was about a month off. We? Yeah. Or me. Well, you, but we, because we are team. Anyway. <laughs> also, I'm exhausted. I just want you to know that. Well, you can be exhausted. Uh, let's start this show uh, tasting uh, a little bit of bourbon. I need your I need your take on this bourbon well, here. Well, first, I want to give a shout-out to Ghost Energy Drinks, because by the end of this thing, I'm going to be rolling. But yeah. right, right now. You need to pick me up. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have a little bit of Ghost Orange Cream. Mm, okay. Would you like Would you like a sip first? Oh, yeah, you were a little excited about that when you saw it. I like orange cream stuff because it reminds me of the '80s when they yeah. were actually good and made with real sugar. Uh, Ghost also has a. Uh, what do you think? That's legit. Yeah, and Ghost also has a Swedish fish. <laughs> Their Swedish fish tastes like like that. Tastes like creamsicle. <laughs> Swedish fish is ridiculous. Like it's so good that you will drink three of these and have a heart attack. Cool. That sounds good. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so we're going to do a little bourbon tasting first to kick this mm. off because it's been a while. God, that's good. This is local bourbon from Canton, Ohio. Well, not holding out high hopes. Canton yeah. is not known for their bourbon. They're not, but uh, Gervasi Spirits Maple Cask Bourbon. Is it going to uh, be better than Wheat Penny? I think... I think Anything. If I put wheat penny and that next to each other, mix up the cups, move uh-huh. them around, mm-hmm. you could taste them and you know the difference? Yeah. I think so. So Gervasi's maple cask bourbon is finished in maple syrup casks that previously held bourbon. Enjoy nuances of sweet maple syrup interlaid with bourbon, spice, and honey tones. So it's aged in the casks? That's what they say. But it's supposed to be, they're supposed to be unused oak. Mm. I don't know if this is bourbon. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm going to go ahead and get you a little little Just nip. A, little bit. I'm not. Gervasi, Gervasi, I mean, is a so, winery yeah. in Canton. One of the one of the uh, nicest ones. I went there for the 15-year 15, 15 wedding anniversary with the wife. And the food was good. The booze was good. Uh, the wine was good. Um, How old is this? Uh, is this one of those Cleveland whiskey things where it's like four months old, but we're going to... Rel- relatively new. Now, this is 94 proof. Okay, what's relatively new? Um, There's no age statement. No, but I think this might be their second run. This could be their second run. Listen, Gervasi, if it's good, I'm going to say it's good. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, there's no there's no libel here. There's no libel. But listen, if it's, if it's gross, it's gross. I'm, I mean, I hate to do this to you, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna toast. How's it? How's it pass the smell test? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's it's. He's sniffing it. And it's like, very, it's, he's, it's my nose is burning. It's it's, for, for being uh, 90 I think proof? It, it's very antiseptic. Okay. I don't know. Off the Just off the smell test. The smell doesn't get me fired up. Nope. All right. Well, let's cheers this one. Uh, I'm going to cheers this one to. You better be careful here because if you cheers this to who I think you're going to cheers it to and it sucks, then. The cheers you might want to. You might want me to go home real quick and get the rabbit hole. Cheers to you being back. <laughs> okay then. It's not the worst thing I've ever had. It's pleasantly smooth. Mm. For me. It does have tones to it. I don't know what you're talking about right now. I just know what I like. 
I got a hint of boysenberry. I got a hint of elderberry. (laughs) (laughs) I have a hint of white aspen. Mm. Milkweed. Milkweed? (laughs) What the hell? I don't know, dude. These people that do that shit. I can certainly taste the uh, dandelion and (laughs) butterfly wings in it. It's like witch's brew. I like it. I mean, I may may be biased because I drink a lot of it. A little bit of Ia Newt. Yeah. When I... uh, when we were at Gervasi. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's drinkable. It's not wheat penny. <laughs> it's not, but it is not rabbit hole either. It's, not, it's somewhere between <laughs> rabbit hole and wheat penny. <laughs> if my sister happens to be listening, mm-hmm. and I think I've told you this before, you do. do you know what the worst bourbon I've ever had in my life is? And it might not be bourbon, it might be whiskey. No. I, I think I told you this story. When we were at my you mom's house when she had a stroke. I don't About remember. a bottle of Walking Dead. No, I would have remembered that. Yeah. It's no, all the label's cool, and it has all the Walking Dead stuff on it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Poured the whole fucking thing down the sink. Wow. There's only two bottles in my life I ever poured down the sink. Wow. The other one's Cleveland whiskey. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but this is local, and like I said, we spent a uh, 15-year wedding anniversary in Gervasi's winery, and I basically had my own bartender. While I was sitting there, and I'm sure you saw the post where he was smoking all kinds of, you know, drinks, and uh, that that guy, uh, his name was Mike. He took care of me and uh, Lauren as well. Oh no, no, no! I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't? No. Mm. I hit take a break from you a little while ago, and I don't think it's up yet. <laughs> so I would actually have to go and seek you out. <laughs> That's- Hilarious, because I don't even really post that much. Male seeking Dan. Jesus. <laughs> missed connection, Dan. Missed connection. Yeah. It's because you're blocked. <laughs> uh, no, it's not bad. I, I would have it again. It's not bad. Mm. It's okay. It's a little uh, it's a little burny, though. For, <clears throat> for only being 47%? Yeah, it's a little antiseptic mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they may have tried to age it quickly. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Maybe we should have somebody from Gervasi on here. Oh, do they have a master distiller? We could have them on. We could talk about it. I'll say, I'll call my, I'll have my people call your people. All right. Uh, so, you know, to, to bring this full circle, uh, before we get on today's topic, I just got to tell you full that, circle. Well, I mean, because we went to Gervasi, we spent our 15 year wedding anniversary there. Mm-hmm. We, we did two days during the week. I don't even know how she's still with you. She's so nice. And it was, um, day two, last day, um, the hotel we were staying at, because to stay on site at Gervasi was like giving over your firstborn. And who was that for you? Uh, <laughs> that would be my oldest. Uh, which one? Which one? Uh, Maddie. I lose check. So Maddie's the firstborn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, she's doing good in basketball though. No, she's doing volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah, oh, Willow's oh, doing. Willow's doing. Oh, oh, yeah. volleyball's a little near and dear to my heart. Oh, it is. It is. It is. She's been going for the freshman team. You've been there. Maybe. You've been there. I'll tell you what. Oh, geez. Pick a number. Uh-huh. One in, between one and two. Okay. Mm-hmm. One's Maddie, two's Willow. Well, I got to pick a number. Just pick a number. Wow. Number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, two. Yeah, looks like. So, so anyway, Willow. it was so freaking expensive Sorry, to Willow. stay there. During the week for two days was like, to stay in a villa was $900. And I got villa money, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not a fool, right? I just can't bring myself to. Does so like Mickey come? Dude, I. I don't know. 900. I don't know. But listen. For how? A night? For two nights. So Lauren and I did some research. We found the Hyatt right down the road. And for mm. 300 for both nights, we stayed there and then spent the money we would have spent there in the store on the, on the way out. What do you get for $900? Of, a villa. That's like a, like, that's like a condo. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do they have a hot tub? I don't think so. I'm sure you could have upgraded to the one with the hot tub, but I, I wasn't even. 1400 I, Yeah, I wasn't even searching that out. So, like I said, our, our second day, we, uh, we go to the spa. We Can get, you walk to the bar from the villa? Yes. Oh, Everything yeah. on site's walkable. Yeah, there you go. So, we go to the spa, and we get our 80-minute couples massage. Then we go back, and, and trust me, listen. Listen to me. The, Did you get your nails done? No. The, uh, <laughs> just massages. That's it, right? <laughs> just massages. So, the Hyatt will shuttle you back and forth from Gervasi. Mm-hmm. Just, just asking them. Like we had our own personal ride in that senior citizen bus, you know, with the the door that opens and there's like I don't know, twenty seats in there. We were the only ones getting shuttled back and forth from a phone call service. So shout out to Hyatt and Canton for that. 
So we come back from our massage, get ready, go back. We go for dinner. So at the, the oh, what was it called? The, the still house was where we partied at. So wherever we had dinner at, steak dinner, you know, went all out. Lauren got a bottle of wine for the table. We were just sitting there going for it. And then after dinner, I was like, oh, man, this all this is catching up with me now, mixing liquor and, and drinking <laughs> wine at the table. And I'm like, oh, man. So then we go back to our bartender, and I'm like, Mike, I'm, I'm dragging, bud. It, this is this is you know this is getting tough for me to handle and he's like I got you so he mixes me up like a coffee a coffee bourbon boom hits me with it I'm like okay cool and then all of a sudden like he's like okay you ready for another one I got you so he gets me like I don't know something mixed with you know something to, to pick you up like like a caffeine then I'll, I'm, I'm I'm like starting to turn second base I'm like oh, I'm starting to feel better and then he just hits me with some other stuff and I mean he brought me back to life you threw up didn't you no mm. negative. But he brought, like, he literally, like, knew, he, he was the doctor. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> doctor feel good. He's the hooch doctor. Right, right. And then, um, and then the band kicked in, and then the band was kind of taking requests uh, when we were sitting inside the still house, getting, you know, putting on the buzz, and it felt good. So we get back to the hotel. And so we want to do the nightcap, you know, just one more. So we get back to the hotel, and then there's a guy sitting there with his son, who I recognize because they were sitting uh, in the same place drinking that we were, correct? So I start talking to this guy, and then it only takes a few minutes to realize that, like, we're on the same team. He said a few things where he just was like, you know, how, how about that economy or whatever the hell he said to lead off the conversation. And I was like, oh, man, cool, right? So, so this guy's name, uh, he – his situation was cool because he – he came up there with his son. Son's 21, right? John and Jacob. He's taking his son to, to Cooperstown, to the Hall of Fame. Then him and his son are going from there up. Or no, you know, they're here for the Hall of Fame for Canton. Then he, they were driving up to Cooperstown to go see the Baseball Hall of Fame. So father-son trip. The kid's 21 years old. I already feel good from this buzz that I got. And I'm telling him, like, hey, kid, you don't understand how important this time is with your dad. So just let me reiterate how important it is for you to, to take all this in. And, and Did you enjoy. drunk cry? No. Come on. No. I don't know. I've seen you drunk. I've seen you cry. <laughs> but did you see me drunk cry? <laughs> Wait. So then I go to find out that, like, this guy has a, a real story. This guy has a real story because, like, he was, he was born in, like, uh, or he was in Louisiana, where he was, like, in an all-democratic town and never even seen anyone ever get primaried. Didn't ever see a primary until he got to Texas. But his, like, his, his deep love for the country was through the eyes of two Russian ladies that fled communism that he knew uh, somehow. Uh, so we, we keep talking, we keep talking. Then I come to find out that his daughter was mauled by two dogs that she, that she was dog-sitting. And she's just barely into her 20s. And so he tells me the story, he gives me your name, then... You know, we exchange more pleasantries and all that. And then I look up the story, and sure enough, like, like there's, a, there's, a, there's a CBS piece on it with, with 12 million views on YouTube, and I'll put it in the link. And it's a real story of this girl, like, getting her face tore off. Like, there's body cam footage of the cops going in there and, like, rescuing her. And the dogs, like, not letting them get in there because that's, you know, that's how them dogs are when, they're, when, they, when they attack like that. So it's an interesting story that we may follow up on in the future, but we talk amongst ourselves and joke around about cold calling people and just trying to talk politics, but going to these bars and sitting down with real Americans and getting their backstory and then catching this story that just happened to be national news and where is she now and how is she doing? Like, I think people are going to be into that. I just don't know how many times we can go to the bar and be like... <laughs> Hey, we're going to set up our podcast equipment right here. Especially depending on how much we're drinking. You know what? <laughs> Guy's telling us a story. We make one joke. Next thing you know, we're in a fight. It's not. <laughs> you always want to make a negative. No, I'm just saying I know you. I'm not going to make the joke. You're the one. You remember when we met the guy who we got the <laughs> building from? <laughs> He was all proud of his chair that he got from the Catholic Diocese. Do you remember that? So you ain't going to bring that shit up. First time you ever met the guy. That was not the first time. Yes, it was. No. 
No. First time you ever met him, and you're talking about how a no. bunch of kids got defiled in that chair. Wow. <clears throat> That's what you said. Wow. I'm just saying. And you thought it was funny, and I, oh, God, sweat was dripping down my face. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Wow. Am I wrong? But did we need to bring it up on this episode? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's how you are. I know. Ugh. Sometimes the joke, I'm like, I got to launch it. I got to get a shirt for myself that says, I said what I said. <laughs> oh, you stand behind it. I've never heard you apologize. I do a lot of apologizing for you, but I've never oh, heard you oh, apologize. Speaking about apologizing for me. What? I got to apologize for you all the time. Because the 800 pound, no, 8,000 pound elephant. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. In the room. Uh, and uh, why we've been off. Well, you know, you uh, don't have to apologize for me. I got life to live. This ain't paying my bills. Well, no, no, no. You're, uh, no, because as many people as reached out to you to make sure you're all right and want to make sure that, like, you know, if you need anything, let me know. You couldn't get back to everybody. I got back to uh, hundreds. Not everybody. Oh, because okay. the ones you didn't get back to were asking me how you're doing. Can you pass along this info? Can you do this? And, hey, I sent him a message, but he's not replying to me. And I'm like, you too? <laughs> So, so, talk about apologizing for people, but you're you're, you're, in, you're, in a, you're in a way different situation, right? Apologize for me. No, no, but I have to explain to people like you know I got this new thing now where I'm like, hey, if Jim likes you, he doesn't respond to you, right? <laughs> if he's got some beef with you, he'll just he'll he'll put you on blast right there mm. and get back to you and tell you how much of an asshole you are. <laughs> it seems to be working. People are like, oh, that's good. <laughs> Till now. <laughs> Till now, right? Now they're like, Dan's a liar. So, um, so that, that that's the that's the Gervasi story. It's local. It's a really good place if you stay off site. Um, and they got a really good store. They got it's a really nice place to walk. So I, I recommend it for anybody that wants to see it. And like I have a question if it's actually bourbon. Okay. It's gotta be aged in, in new charred oak barrels. I I don't know. It's good. You want some more? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay. I got a little bit there. Okay. I got I got to drink this ghost. I'm going to fall asleep during this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I also... Night shift for the first time in 20 years. That's right. Well, it's just like anything else. You're going to get... Although I'm glad I wasn't working day shift today. <laughs> I get better sleep on night shift than I do day shift. Because I come home from work, I go to sleep, and then I wake up when I wake up. When I'm on day shift... Alarm wake shift. We stay... No, we stay up on... Yep. 1130. <laughs> 12 o'clock, and then the alarm goes off, right? No, because I try to sleep oh. till about 2. I get home at, at, at 7, 15, 7, 30. I try to sleep till 2, and normally my body's like, hey, man, sun's out, gun's out, let's go. No, let's no, go. no, I mean when you're on days. When I'm on days, um, you when you wake up at 5.30, you want to go to bed at like 10.30, but that doesn't happen. No, that's what I'm saying. You go to bed. So you go to bed at, at midnight, yep. and, now, yeah. and now you wake up at 5.30. And then, then a week just, later, you're in a deficit, and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> It's so bad. Yeah. So you're going to realize you get better sleep on night shift than you do day shift. But um, it's only for a limited time. Yeah. It will end soon. Sooner than you think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, that brings me to what I wanted this show to be about is, uh, is a tribute to Leo. Uh, as everyone knows, you lost uh, Leo uh, to some kidney issues. And, uh, and he's a good dog. So my question is, did you name him? Or did he come with the name? What? Did he come with the name or did you name him? No, he comes with it. Uh, they all come with the name? Yeah. You didn't name Bosco? Nope. You didn't name Cinta? Nope. You didn't name Leo? Nope. Are you allowed to change it? I guess you could. But okay. That would be like changing your kid's name when she's six. I guess they're so trained up and all of a sudden you want to call him dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> like, I finally got, yeah. Okay. I, I finally got obedience down and he's coming when I call him Leo and then I change his name to King and he's like. <laughs> Dude, who are you talking yeah. to? I keep calling him. He's not coming now, and I'm getting mad. So I just, I just wanted to just shoot a couple questions, just, just to talk about him, uh, uh, keep, keep his spirit alive, because uh, he meant so much to you. So you didn't get to name him, but you spoke to him in what? What was, what was his, the language you spoke to him in? English? He didn't have any other commands that weren't English? Yeah, he had a couple. Dutch. Dutch. It's Dutch. But most of it was English. I remember talking to you on the phone one time. And you, you, you had, that's you, a lie. I never return your calls. You had to, you had to tell him to shut up one time Yeah. and whatever you used, the word that you used, 
and you said it with some authority. And then you shut up, and I was like, oh, man, I wish I'd remember what that word was so I can, like, see if it works. When he's and then me. you kept talking, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I wish this would work on Dan, too. <laughs> it was Schweigen. Yeah. I knew it was something weird like that. Yeah. yeah. But you said it with some like, – you, you just had it with him at the moment. You was like, Schweigen! And he was like, oh, he's serious. Damn that doesn't it. happen very often. He must hate you. No, I was on the phone with yeah, you. Yeah, he must hate you. He must Jesus. have smelled you through the phone. I don't know. He doesn't. He was a good dog, man. I didn't have to yell at him very often. Yeah, he's a very good judge of character. He probably probably felt the stress coming out of my pores talking he was to him. Like, Get off the phone with him. I have a heart attack. So, but besides that, like there's, so there's no command. There are commands for you to sick them on people. I don't know. Prosecutors don't really like if we use the word sick, but, uh, but yeah. What, what term would you like to use? Well, he makes criminal apprehensions. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, they're apprehensions. So does he, okay, so I've seen the training where they have the thing on the arm and they're mm-hmm. always trying to pull you down by the arm. Has Leo ever got somebody by the junk? Nope. No? Nope. Not even once? In fact, Leo's found people. Um... I don't think he. I don't think he had a bite. Everybody gives up, dude. Mm. You're. It's. Yeah, you don't have a whole lot of people running from you. No, I mean you're in Cleveland or whatever, big cities. But no, out here, man. He's just that, standing there barking, and they're like, as soon as no, that no, dog no, gets no, up, no, 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 no. Or we find you, and you start barking at you. Yeah, nobody, nobody fights some dogs, dude. That's true. I, I didn't even think about that. But no, we train in the suit too. Mm-hmm. We train in the suit because we don't want him just going for the arms. Because there will be dogs out there. You'll see videos. And they'll be chasing bad guys. And the guy's running, like with his arms pumping. Mm-hmm. But he's not presenting the arm to the dog, and the dog won't bite. Okay. So we want him hitting. We want him hitting your ass. We want him hitting your leg. We Lo- want the lower portion. Wherever. Arm. Right. But if you try to block bite him. you in the shoulder. I mean, yeah, the, a lot of dogs will get up there, man. They'll get you right up in the trap. And he was a Belgian? Mm-hmm. And all three of your dogs have been the same? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And And we've always, we've talked at length before about how... Each dog had its own, you know, this was a good house dog. This was a good work dog. This, But you you think that Leo was a good combination of all of them from what I heard? He was. He ate a lot of clothes. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and he wouldn't eat, like, he wouldn't eat the cheap ones. He would actually separate the cheap shirts from the Under Armour, and then he would just eat the Under Armour. He must like the way it felt on his gums. I don't know. So he is a good judge of character. Uh, he, he would eat all the Under Armour. <laughs> son of a bitch. So is there uh, is there any time while you guys were working that he did something so good you were just like so freaking proud? of? Uh, see, of these are the questions. So I don't know. You're asking me to go back eight years. You know what I mean? But there had been that one time where they were like, they were, the guys were like, Jim, I can't believe your dog did that, man. That's And then you got, I mean, you can kind of take credit for it. You know it. what? Honestly, I don't know. All the stories jumble together. Okay. Right? That, that makes sense. There's one, yeah, there's one when we first got back and we did this big search it's like a mile and a half track, and I don't remember if that was Santa or if it was Leo. Seriously, I mean, it's... It was like, a, the, it could be either one. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't... I mean, they, all the stories run together for me. They do. I mean, I've, he was my sixth dog. I had three in the Army, three here. Mm-hmm. 27, 28, 29 years of canine handling. And yeah, it all just runs together. I don't know. You know, that's what's sad about Leo going, though. It's not just Leo going, but it's an end of an era. Yeah. Canine's over. Mm-hmm. That's all I've ever done. It's all anybody knows me as. You know? Yeah. Now it's over. Now I'm just a regular schmuck driving a car around. You're just a beat cop? I'm just a... <laughs> You're on the beat? A rook. So... Go handle that lost dog complaint. And I get it. I mean, I... I, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me... Since we knew each other, I guess I I didn't see I didn't like see you just as a canine. I guess I saw you as as the cop that's that's always gonna be the cop. Like you can't, you're not ever gonna, you know, do shady shit. You're never gonna, Bet. you know, try to shake somebody down. I mean, I know a lot of that didn't happen in Ridgeville, but still, um, you did a really good job of not invoking the name of the department the whole time we did the show, and that's all that was asked of you. I tried. Well, we've got, we had to edit it out of some shows when someone else said it, yeah. but but um, you held up your end of the bargain, for sure. 
And um, it was, it ended up being, and, and we're, and we're going to, and this isn't the show to get into. We'll probably get into it next show, but um, <clears throat> you had the whole backing of the whole entire city behind you um, when everything uh, finally came to light. And, and, that, and that's got to be a good feeling. So people that don't know, don't know what you're talking about are confused right now, though, because you go from the dog to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now the city's backing me. Yeah. And you know what? The, the amount of support I got when Leo, when I had to put Leo down, uh, was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I was getting cards from all over the country. People they, were sending me stuff. They have money in it? No. Oh. No, but they had like, you know, people would make refrigerator magnets with Leo's picture on it. They would make, you know, I had one little girl and I still got to send her a package out. But I had one little girl using Scrabble tiles and she made a like a, like a Christmas ornament that says Leo and it's on a... It's kind of a country look, kind of a con- one of those country look and feel things. Sure. Yeah, out of nowhere, sends it to me. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate it all. And he went quick, you know, and that's all I could ask. When you got these working dogs, man, the l- last worst thing you could do to them is to retire them before they're ready to retire because they just sit home and they get shitty. They just. I mean, you see that with, with people. When people retire from work after 30, 40 <laughs> years. They mm-hmm. like, they just, you know, they, I don't say wither away, but they lose. When my dad got off the floor, when my dad got done with flooring, it didn't take nothing but a few years for him to, to not be the same guy Damn. from that muscle memory, from everything. Yeah, I'm not going to have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got living to do. I got plenty to keep me busy. Sure, like, sure. Like, I got to go catch that fish again. Oh, I got to yeah? catch that fish. I got to get even. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh. You had a fishing accident. <laughs> Well, it wasn't an accident. I was attacked, Dan. You were a victim? I was a victim. I was attacked by a bass. Billy Bad Bass? God. I put it on Facebook, <laughs> and everybody's like, rookie. Oh, amateur hour. Bass don't do that. It's tough. I'm like, I it's just- tough. They, I mean, they felt, they felt bad for you this whole time. Then you post something like this, and like, you bitch. God. That fish hooked my thumb and spined two fingers within a half a second. I've never been spined by a bass. Oh, well, he was too big. I should have never tried to grab him. Never tried to beer can him. Yep, I like that. I should beer can him. Yeah, I should have never tried to beer can him. I should have just grabbed his lip. No, no, not gonna do that. Because even when you grab the lip, you got that moment of jerk. You know what? He slowed down just enough because I think he saw me coming in to beer can him, and I think he was like, he was "Wait confident. for it! Oh, Wait for it!" Badass. He is a badass. Yeah. As soon as I reach in there, that that fin's like. Whoosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, so. Um, I've been off for a lot of this, not so much for Leo, a little bit. I was a little, little upset about that for a couple of weeks, but I uh, left my department, North Ridgeville PD, in North Ridgeville, Ohio. I say it all I want now. Hometown. Hometown. Your hometown my, my hometown. hometown. Uh, after 30 years there, I left there uh, because of leadership, poor leadership, lack of leadership. Um, and I'm currently working in a neighboring city. Now will remain unnamed. Um, I can tell you, I've been there for a week, and already the stress off of me is palatable. That's good. It's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Good because you're going to have a little bit of uh, new job stress. Uh, the way they the way they handle their business, yeah. not knowing the city or knowing the city, uh, what you got to learn from yep. it. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know how to get around the mall. Well, okay. I guess it's North Olmstead. I guess thanks. Uh, no, I will not be, I will not be invoking their, uh, their name though, when we're doing these shows, but yeah, I, uh, North Olmstead took a, took a risk on me, right? They took a chance on me, bringing me in with only a few years left. And, uh, but I see what happened here happens is happening in like my industry. Uh, as far as boiler operators go, they're not making good young ones. So they're taking the guys that have been places that have a limited time left, and they're like, "You, you, yeah, we want you because you're going to do the good. Well, you're going to do the good work. You know how to do the good work. You're from. You're cut from a different cloth." Problem is in policing now is when I got hired, I took a test with 300 people. They took the top two, and we're getting nine show up, 19 show up. Wow, I mean, that's it's a big r- number. It's ridiculous. Took we're the top two. Yeah, top two. When, when did you get in? Hmm? When did you get in finally? No, I'm just going to sit here awkwardly now because you're, you're a dick. Uh, but no, I, for real, though. I mean, nobody – so when you get these departments that don't treat their people well, like North Ridgeville, 
Um, We've lost so many guys in North Ridgeville. So many good cops have gone to other departments. I mean, Westlake might as well be East Ridgeville at this point. They have so many of our guys. It's funny, we joke around like, if we ever need mutual aid from them, I mean, they all know where they're going. You know, they all have to come to North Ridgeville for something. They all, they all know the city already. Um, but yeah, you get these places that don't treat their cops well. And with the lateral process, the way it is now, because everybody's hurting on cops. So everybody's poaching from other departments. And if you're not going to treat your guys right, there's plenty of opportunity out there, man. I mean, you don't, there's no captive audience anymore, right? Yeah. These guys know they don't have to stick around and put up with this shit. Mm-hmm. And nobody thought I would leave at 30 years. Just enough's enough, man. Well, you had to do something, and when you made the decision to do it, at least you at least you stuck stuck to your guns. Ooh, huh? See what I did there? Stuck with your guns, um, and 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 you did it. I think everything will stay the same. I think. Uh, well, as far as you know, <clears throat> I think you're in the same. Uh, your, your retirement's the same, right? Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. if it's like that. Um, yep. You know, the chief brought that on though. Uh, when I first when I first approached them about leaving. They could have very easily talked me into staying. I was I was conflicted. I, I love this city. I love my guys. Um, I didn't want to leave. And I didn't go to them when I already had the job. I went to them when I turned the application in. I hadn't even started the process. And it would not have been hard for somebody to call me in and say, hey, why are you considering such a drastic move? But they didn't. They never did. And it's not like you're not approachable. <laughs> right, right. I'm like the best man at a wedding for Christ's sake. But, but yeah, nobody ever, you know, a, a couple days after the chief came back from vacation, I got called into the captain's office. I was on a training day, a canine training day, and I, I get called back to his office. The whole way back, I'm rehearsing what I'm going to say. I'm rehearsing the reasons that I'm leaving. This is why I'm leaving, because I, I assume that's the conversation that's coming, right? I'm rehearsing all that. I come in. It was a three-minute conversation where they retaliated against me and took my dog away from me because I applied somewhere else, which, and I'm not going to get into all that, but, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up filing a grievance on it. We ended up winning the grievance. Ooh, winner. Uh, winner, winner, chicken, chicken dinner. dinner. Because the, uh, the chief retaliated, and, you know, the mayor saw that. Um, but my decision was made then. When that's the way they treated me, you know, there was nothing they can say now the from chief, that point. No, to, no. To get and the chief back. has always had. Whenever somebody wants to leave, he's always had a. Well, and that has actually said it. Mm-hmm. Huh? If he wants to leave, let him leave. Fuck him. Well, okay. I mean, that's your leadership style. Instead of trying to retain your good employees, you're just like, nah, fuck it. Wants to go, let him go. Okay, thanks for making it easy. I guess that, that's true. And there's, there, but there's two ways to look at that. If you if you're in your heart, you know, you're sick of it and done with it. Then, then maybe you should. When I had to leave a place I was at for 10 years to go to the power plant, like I struggled a lot with it because they, you know, the old man, you know, took care of you, cared about his employees. Uh, and, and you just felt like, man, mm. and, but once it's in your mind that you're, that you're ready to go. Well, yeah, but that's not, I didn't want to go. Started. I didn't want to go. I love the guys I work with. My shift, Lieutenant Vince App was my lieutenant there. Man, good dude. Great leader. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, all these guys, uh, I mean, I could go through. I could go through just about every single yeah, and officer the, there and tell you he's a great guy. Yeah. Problem is when you get up in the top. So I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave a city. I didn't want to leave my guys. I love his community, right? I feel like this is this was my path in life. I feel like my path in life is to be put here to protect this community. Right. And we're going to get into that more next week for sure oh. on next week's episode. Okay. So. <laughs> oh. So. Sorry. I thought we were done. <laughs> So, uh, but you're a hundred percent right. They, you had an opportunity to reel it in. They had an opportunity to reel it in or to have the conversation. Yep. Uh, even if they were like, Hey, maybe this is a good idea for both of us for you to do this. That, you would have took that too. Uh, he actually told me that, um, halfway through the process. He says, when are you going over there? Mm. I said, I don't know, like probably the first part of June. He goes, well, I hope it all works out. We're both going to be happier. That's what he told me. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay. I mean, how do you respond to that? We're wow. both going to be happier. Get the hell out of here. 30 years. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Okay. See you later. Fuck. And what, like, how do you even respond to that? You know? To, I mean, so, say you're a dick. 
No, you know what, man? And I'm proud of it. I, you know, I had a lot of guys telling me I should do this. I should do that. People telling me, oh, on your last day, you should, you know, whatever. I had a good one. But I, I kept the high road through this whole thing. You know, I did. I, I never, I mean, I guess you could argue that I, I disrespected him by telling my, my story, but my story was what happened to me. That was the truth, you know? And there was a, there was a quote I put up on Facebook that was basically along the lines of, you know, your story is yours and you own it, tell it, you know, if you, if these people wanted you to say nice stuff about them, they should have treated you better. Sure. Um, so a few questions about this or, or just comments that I've seen and, and things I want to talk about. So it's pretty public. Um, and even your, your, your <laughs> it's pretty public. Well, yeah, the news has done a story on it. Um, and the news mischaracterized it and said, like, you know, five officers, yeah. left, you know, yeah. um, and that was they, they didn't have their story right there. Uh, but this leaked over into like into the street department. Yeah. So I've talked to some guys over at the street department and mm-hmm. I think the street department is more about money. It really is. They, they, one just, of the they lowest just got paid. to the average. Yeah, yeah, they're one of the lowest paid around. You can go to any any neighboring city here and make more money as a laborer. Like four or five right. an hour. Right, and and a lot of these guys are going over to other cities, and they are making as much as laborers as the, the supervisors are, the foremen are making here in North Ridgeville. Right. So I think that is. I Yeah, I don't think anyone left the... the it's not a leadership it's issue. It's not a leadership issue no. at the city or at the city. But it's still a city there. problem. You've got to pay your guys, man. You've got to pay them right. And it's the same with North Ridgeville. So the problem with, with the PD, the problem is now that when you open up these laterals or even, even entry level, but especially laterals, when you're asking guys to leave their departments and come on over and join your department and they come to North Ridgeville and they look at North Ridgeville and then they look at North Olmstead, who is, I mean, they're going into contract negotiations this year and probably going to get a pretty hefty raise uh, to bring them more in line with Western Cuyahoga County. But so you look at North Olmsted, and who, who is already making more than we are. Okay. You look at Westlake, who is making considerably more than we are. You look at Avon, who's making more than we are. You look at Amherst, who just got like a 9% raise. They're making more than we are. And when these guys come, like, what's the draw? What's going to bring them in? I mean, short of all the news stories right now, I'm sure that's a big draw for them to come in. All the news stories about how <laughs> hey, shitty leadership hey, is. Hey, I heard there's an opening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, well, honestly, I mean, there's... Listen, depending on how this goes, there's probably going to be about 14 openings. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, what's the draw, right? And the city wants to fight you, and I understand the city has a role in, in contract negotiations. They can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know? I agree. I, they can't. I mean, they have to be fiscally responsible. But at the same time, being fiscally responsible does not mean that you hold wages at the same level they've been at while everybody around you is increasing. If you want to get the good employees, you have to get those wages comparable. You have to, or you're going to be stuck with a department that only has guys that can't get hired anywhere else. Or that, ha- or that say, I got five or ten years left, and I'm just going to ride it out here. No, because I got four years left, and I went over to North Olmstead. I mean, they can do it. They can do it now with this lateral because it is so competitive. North Olmstead got rid of their, their age requirement, yeah. which is how I got over there. They needed to. Well, it, you know, a lot of departments still have it on the laterals, and I get that. I get it, right? You don't want to, you don't, you don't want one of these fifty-five-year-old guys who's four hundred pounds coming out of Cleveland can't walk up a flight of stairs. I get that, and that's why they do it. But, but like they said over there, look, we're, we're losing out on a lot of good guys simply because they're fifty years old. You know, the knowledge that those guys bring, as long as they're not shit bags, right? You're getting field training officers that understand the job and understand what it's really about to work, you know, that it's not about out there hassling citizens. And you have to pass on them just because they don't make some arbitrary number. Bring them all in, man, and evaluate them. And, you know, if they can't do the job or they're overweight or whatever, then then you pass on them. But just to pass on everybody blanket because of the age, man, they're missing out on a lot. So departments are starting to change that. So yeah, now you have to change it. And it's so competitive that if you're just going to sit back and you're not going to give your guys raises, like right now we get like a 3% raise in North Ridgeville. Which is garbage. It is inflation. garbage because inflation is going up higher than that. Yep. We're taking a hit every year. I agree. And if you are not going to pay your guys, you are not going to get the good officers in this, con- in, in this city. 
mm-hmm. you're going to get the guys that cannot go anywhere else, that have been passed by over by all these other departments, and then North Ridgeville is going to be panic hiring because they're losing so many guys because of leadership, and they're going to bring guys on that shouldn't have no business being the police in North Ridgeville, right? They have no business being the police anywhere, but you expect them to be working out in some of these like East Cleveland and stuff. But they have no business being out here. And you are going to have a department full of those people if you don't start bringing wages up, you don't start bringing the benefits up. You know, if you're just going to, if you're going to fight them every step of the way, tooth and nail, and, and just be stuck in the past. But know? in my line of work, I've been in contract negotiations now for a good seven years. And we, in the beginning of those seven years, we never had any ammo. We always had to take less or lose this Dude, or we, take we've, this. We've taken zeros before to help the city. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we'll, we'll make it back up to you. Never make it back up to you. And as soon as you time. give them a zero, done. Now is the time where we actually have a grip and we're like, hey, we, you know, how, how's the workforce looking out there, guys? How about you take care of us? And now, now we finally got a little bit of a hold and they're still going to fight us. That's the tough part. And I get it. I mean, for years and years and years, 3% was the going rate. You know, you get a 3% raise, you get 3, 3, and 3 over a three-year contract. And that was pretty good. You were doing good. But inflation wasn't going up 7%. Right. You can't, you've got to adjust, man, with the times. You can't, you, I don't know. I'm just going to keep saying it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. So, you had to go through. With that said, I want to be very clear, because there was something that came out. Um, I mean, know, can't we address this next week? When I left. Well, no, I want to clear this up real okay. quick. Uh, when I left, that I was leaving for the money. That's what the chief told the mayor. And the money is certainly, um, actually, it's, it's, I'm probably taking a little bit of a pay cut to go over there now because I got a little extra money for having Leo that I don't get anymore. Um, so I'm probably at first taking a little bit of a pay cut, but the money is not, did not even factor into this. You know what the money was? The money was icing on the cake. That's what it was. I went for leadership, and they're paying me more, which is incredible. But that had nothing to do with it. Now, are some guys leaving because of money? Maybe. But I can tell you that the vast majority are leadership-related. So all the money I'm talking about, I'm not talking about for me. I'm talking about new guys coming in after me, right? If you want good candidates, you better start paying them more. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. You had – you are just done? You just <laughs> oh. You just didn't walk in there – and Jesus, stop touching. You things. didn't have to just walk in there and uh, just like, okay, when do I show up? You had, you had to go through it. Oh, I mean, horrible. Yeah, we, I mean, we were working together when you were like, oh, man, <clears throat> just had to do this. And oh, I forgot what that was like. And Polygraph this, test. I had to go in front of the, uh, the board, you know, an oral board. Well, and the physical stuff you had to do, Ugh, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Absolutely. like you just had to walk over there. That was work. No, I had to take the, that the was work. physical fitness test. Yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to do everything. Mm-hmm. Psychological test. That could have gone either way. Shit. If it, in this new city that you're at, yeah. would, you, would you be able to? Probably not. If this is your idea, the answer is no. If something ahead. happened, mm-hmm. would you be able to snatch a canine and go? No. No? They don't not know how you. it works. They don't know you? They're like, I don't know. You don't fucking talk to me. That's not how... That's not. I feel like you could do it. Well, I mean, I could. I know their dog very well. We train with them every week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, oh, I could... and, you son of a bitch. Here you are. I don't know. Can you talk about it? Where you were without me? Where I was what? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, they... Yeah, they go out there. That's where they shoot rifles. What? Yeah. I sent you a picture. Yeah, and, uh, and a big ha-ha... MFR. Okay, I was working. I can't. Yeah, Columbia War Machine gives them the range out there. And you're like, here I am. And it's nice because, I mean, we were shooting 350 yards, but they got 800-yard range out there for the snipers. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's nice. He's got a nice setup out out there. Shout out to Brian. Yeah, he's very pro-law enforcement. Uh, He lets those guys with the rifles come out there so that they have the the distance to train on. Right. And and right, right when you were in the... Right when we were getting ready to lose Leo is when he reached out and he said, I'm doing this episode um, for Columbia War Machine, and I want you guys to be in it. And I was like, hey, now it's not a good time. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. Now it's not a good time, but it would have been perfect. But, it's been a mess. but I'm also glad that we didn't because I would hate for it to pop off and then us to not be available. Even though our numbers are up now since all the stuff that's happened, we've got a lot of good support. I would have hated to, you know, because, I mean, his numbers on Columbia War Machine are, 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 are through the roof and doing good. 
Yeah. So if we get a lot of eyes on us, I want to be able to give people good content and continue to roll. So it's it's okay, you know, that that, that it's worked out the way it did. And we'll slow roll back into this thing. And, you know, you're talking about our numbers being up. So I just checked the charts, and I haven't been. I haven't looked at them probably in months. Um, but since we've been off for this last month, so we've dropped out of the top 200 Apple podcast. Okay. Um, I figured that would happen. Um we are still at 211 in Norway, so shout out Norway, thanks. Um, the Norwegians. Uh, we are at 201. We're actually up one. 201 in Colombia. What? Yeah, Colombia. We're the, is, we're, it a, is it a bunch of federal agents that are working down there? I don't know. <laughs> love, love the show. We're, we're in their top 200 <laughs> down there. Uh, and then, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to look into this. Uh, we are number four. Uh, ooh, in? Moldova. We are number four in Moldova for government. So nice. I, I don't know. So it's all probably my, it's probably my buddy that globe trots that just stopped in Moldova and listened to our episode and put us in the top four. So <laughs> anyway, Moldova, thanks, man. We appreciate you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm saying fa- on, on the Facebook side. Yeah. We've yeah, gained no, I know. we've gained a bunch of followers. Our impressions are up because people uh, want to hear it. And when we can do it next week, next week we, we we don't have to get into the nitty-gritty details. You go back to his page and, and look at his live, watch his live. You'll hear everything you need to know. Mm. But a lot of people have said a lot of things about how you affected them in their life or uh, an encounter they had with you. And I told the people to give me the post, and they've given me uh, some ammo to use. And you're going to love a lot of it. You're going to like it. And some There of was it, a lady named Babs Accordy. She left a comment, too. She did. She did, uh, and she uh, go back to the Jim Lurkin for Mayor yeah, post on Pod Bless yeah. America and take a look at her post and let her know what you think. I think her and the dentist might be friends. <laughs> oh, no, she's a mess. She blocked me though. It's funny. So, so when she posts this stuff, I can't see it. Somebody has to tell me about it because she blocked me. And oh. she, she's one of those, right? She blocked me but still talks shit about me, mm. so I can never see it. Okay, but then people send me screenshots. So whatever. Oh well, that is what it is. So. Anyway, I want to do one last shot for Leo. I just drank all that ghost, and I'm, Ooh, re- I'm, ready. Ready. I'm ready to fucking roll. Now you're ready. Jack, That's let's good. go. <laughs> fucking eyebrows are vibrating right now. It was good for being a... Uh, Dude, I'm telling you. Creamsicle. I'm, I'm excited to do try the coffee? sweetest fish. Yeah. I mean, just like when you're going to work at night, mm-hmm. black coffee. I'm telling you, go find... So, uh, Sheets has them for sure, Ghost. And it's good luck finding a Swedish fish. That one's always gone quick. Uh, creamsicle, I got there at Sheffield, although you don't go through there. Where do you go? Oh, you go east. Yep. So Ridgeville, I'm sure they, they carry ghost. Um, yeah, it's, dude, I am actually excited for you. When you try it, you have to call me. I want to try it with Donnie. Donnie, yeah, you know Donnie. You were, you were telling me. He is, lo- sweet, he is yeah. addicted to Swedish fish. He always has some at the house. Yeah. And he's got this rule where, like, if he's got three sweetest fish left and you try to eat one, he'll stab you in the neck. Legit? Legit. He's serious about it. He's just as serious with that as he'll pizza. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. So, speaking of pizza, how about Barstool? Pizza review time. Mm. What would you give this Cervasi uh, Spirits Maple Cask Bourbon? Well, I'll tell you what. It wasn't cheap because it was homemade. Right. That see now that will take my score down. Yeah, and I, and you got You got to call it out what it is because when I saw the price when I was in the store when we were how much? Uh, this was seventy bucks. Okay. Okay, but you can get a rabbit hole for that a little bit more. You can get a rabbit mm-hmm. hole. Well, I know you love the rabbit hole. I do. I the rabbit hole's why. not still. I mean, I, it's good, but I don't like. And that might be part of this. I don't like bourbons that are aged in other casks right like okay. rabbit hole in a sherry cask don't like it um uh, angel's envy don't like it and this one not being aged just in in charred oak maybe that's why maybe sure. that's why i'm not i've just never been a fan of that sure it's not bad it's not bad and if somebody gave me a bottle i'm not dumping it i'm not mixing it mm-hmm. you know i'm not mixing it with coke like fucking Wheat penny. Oh my god! You gotta mix that with like god. old granddad. <laughs> How bad is it that you gotta mix it with old granddad just to bring the flavor up? God, 
Jesus Christ. You got to mix it with a $19 bottle of hooch just to bring the flavor up a little bit. Hey, another thing. You were there. Well, here, go ahead. What do you want to toast? I want to toast to Leo. I'm glad you got to end um, your run as a canine on a high note without a shitty dog. Because that's always like, that's going to put a bad taste in your mouth. You're like, I'm glad I'm done with canine because, you know. Um, so please take that, the memories of Leo and, uh, and, and don't let him die. Thanks, man. I will take a picture. Today you saw it. Um, Jess made me a, in Leo's corner in the room where he slept, she made me a really nice, um, she bought a nice, like an end table. And we have his picture, his urn, uh, his choke chain underneath. There's a basket with his toys, um, his tracking harness. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I'll take a picture of it, and I'll post it on the uh, Podblast page so everybody can see it. But, yeah, his memory is not going to go anytime soon. And we're going to talk a little bit about that party on the next episode when we talk about mm-hmm. everything that people are saying and, and, um, and who showed up. And, and I know a lot of people couldn't make it to that party. Uh, but we're going to talk about that too. So I just right. I want everyone to stay tuned for next week while we really get into the nitty gritty. We touched on it a little bit. Let's um, just make this not all about me. Can we just hit real quick on a couple things that are going on since we're dropping this tomorrow? Do you have a problem with that? Just real quick. I know we're okay. Uh, where are we at? Oh yeah, we yeah, got time. We can, we can give it ten. We got time. Listen, we'll ten. one of the things I want to talk about. Changing gears here. Uh, is this sub thing? Right. I tried the Titan. Yes. I tried to stay out of it. Right. I tried to just not care. I tried (laughs) to think that it was a distraction. I tried. And I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, (laughs) fucking thing imploded and all these people turned to jelly. Never going to be able to find them. Isn't that convenient? Wait, you telling me that the government knew about it right when it happened? And they're (laughs) like, we know there's a submersible down there. We knew we heard. (laughs) Exactly. And we're like, there was like just. One bubble comes up, and they're like, all right. right. I don't know. Now. I don't know. Let's wait until Hunter Biden gets indicted. (laughs) Then we'll release the story, right? Okay, so here's the thing with this. I do believe it. I believe it happened. I believe these five folks are all dead. Um, And I have not shared one meme. And that bothers me that people are joking and sharing memes about this, right? And, and I understand that's just how people are. When the Columbia exploded, I mean, you remember that, right? Yeah, I was, oh, I was young. Well, and the jokes came, but they came later, right? They came later. Everybody had, had a day of mourning. You know, they had a week of mourning. They were, you know, there, there was some respect shown. And then the jokes came. These fucking memes started showing up before we even knew if these folks were dead. I mean, people were just being absolutely ruthless. They were talking about, you know. You got uh, enough money to get there, but not enough money to be smart enough to figure it out. Right. You know, and they're they're making fun of this guy for making his own submersible to go down there. The reels that the comedians would be like sitting inside like a a, a sewer tunnel. And they're like, yep, pick this up from Costco. (laughs) Yeah. And well, and you know, and I, I mean, I wasn't joking about it. But when I found out this thing was controlled with a game controller. I mean, one of the things I said, one of the comments I said, I said, listen, Jack. Like when my Xbox control, controller tells me I got low battery, I got 30 minutes left and that thing shuts off. I said, can you imagine? <laughs> like he's down there and he's like, nobody brought batteries. Now you're 12,000 feet down and things like flashing the battery symbol on the screen. Mm. Right. I mean, but turns out it was a catastrophic. I mean, I, they lost communication probably when they imploded. Sure. Right. That's, sure. you know, everybody's, well, hold on. So you're not going to get me joking about this. I, these guys, the Wright brothers, people told them they were crazy. For wanting to fly? Sure. Yeah. Right? First guy, first guy, uh, I should know, I don't. First guy, though, uh, up in space. Told him he was crazy. Or how about the people that were like, I'm going to sail to a new land that way and try to find a trade they route made to fun Asia. Of, they made fun of Columbus. They're like, Because he bud. wanted to go across, yeah, Right. He wanted to go discover new lands. But that's the kind of stuff that keeps the world moving on. Look at Elon. Everybody says, ah, oh, you're crazy, you know? I still think he's crazy for going to Mars. Well, have we done it? No. But it takes those kind of people, and we are always on this show preaching about what makes America great. This is the shit that makes America great. This guy going down to the Titanic, is he doing it for money? Sure. But the fact is... of the ocean is unmapped. Yeah, he's got a passion for it. It is the last frontier, man. Mm -hmm. And this guy is putting the money in and the time in. And, you know, so he didn't have all the safety certifications. But he had the passion, man. Yeah, and what kind of board do you run through anyway to get that? 
Well, right. right what kind right. of, you know, you're, you're in international waters. So well, kind of like anything goes. Right. Well, and I, I'm sure it's like everything else, yeah. right? There's probably yeah. two or three submersible companies that have yeah. the blessing of the government. Everybody else gets shit on, yeah. right? It's like Elon. Elon, he got enough money that he didn't have to worry about that. But, but you know, I mean, Elon wants to go to Mars. But we have our own Mars here at the bottom of the ocean that is unmapped. We don't understand the ocean. I don't think there's enough drinking water on Mars, but we need drinking water. <laughs> like, first of all. How do you know? I mean, we haven't drilled. I don't know. Has anybody been there? No. All right. Well, yeah. All right. We, we got a couple of rovers there. I haven't seen no water. You know, though, I just, man, I, I look at this, and it's easy to laugh at these guys. It's easy to mm-hmm. say, oh, well. And, and he's been there before. He got down to the Titanic in several that, in times. In that, that same submersible? Yeah, several okay. times. Okay. Now, I don't know. I mean, you're, I, I don't know anything about this stuff. My guess is when you're talking about 6,000 pounds of pressure per square inch. It's a lot. That fatigue probably sets in pretty quick on this, right? Yep. Yep. He, he was not building to the standards that uh, Woods Hole was building, mm-hmm. you know, their stuff. Yep. And I guess it was carbon fiber. And some of the things I'm saying is that carbon fiber is very, very strong. But it, it doesn't have a lot of crush protection. That's right? true. Um, so... You know, I mean, five people died, man. Are they? Yeah, they're billionaires. It's easy to say fuck them, right? Oh, these are the people. They're hey, good riddance. But five people died. One guy and his son. You know, they were just innocent people who won't go down and see the Titanic. If I had the money, I would go down and see the Titanic. I've always had a love for the Titanic. My term paper was on the Titanic. I love the Titanic. I've always loved it. If I had the money, I would certainly go down there to be able to put eyes on it. But. I don't know, man. I give this guy props. This um, Solomon, I think it's Solomon Rush. Oh, or, yeah, that's not no, 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 it's not Solomon. No, um, I just, I just want to know if when he dropped down and they, and they Stockton, and sorry, they, Stockton and they broke Rush. the surface and they started to lower down. I just wanted to know if he was like, I'm the captain now. Like that's that's the only. I don't think so. Have you seen the videos with him? No, no seriously. No, but there's that, a lot that, of people. That, there's that, people. That, that'd there, be what I would say. There's people that have gone down with him, and he seemed like a pretty good dude. Yeah. Um, I just want to be like, I'm the captain now. You know, I just wonder, though, when they got down there, like, the other four in there probably wouldn't have known it. But, like, that guy, Stockton Rush, the guy who, the CEO, the guy who built this thing. When he started hearing. I just wonder if he heard a creak and he was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like. I bet you it was, went quick, though. Oh, they said milliseconds. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw something where it happens in a millisecond. The implosion. And apparently the heat caused by the implosion is like the surface of the sun. Wow. Um, everything, the human bodies, they said, would have turned to jelly, like a gel, and just been ejected into the ocean where they're just going to become part of the life cycle now. Um, you are plankton. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You just turned to gel. But they said that uh, your state of consciousness needs 13 milliseconds to recognize something is happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. So if, let's just say, uh, I I don't know, let's say this light over here were to explode. Let's say a missile comes in the window. Uh, Well, if we see it coming. That's one thing. Yeah. We ain't seeing that coming. Well, right. But let's say that light explodes. Okay. All right. That light explodes or a bomb explodes in the other room. Well, you've got that 13 milliseconds to at least comprehend. Warm. Yep. Something. That's warm. Your brain is going, fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Something's happening. Yep. But in one millisecond, they didn't feel a thing. Yep. That's what they're saying. Oh, and I don't know. I mean, they're just like, oh, my God, look at this fucking blind crab on the bottom. Of the... Just yeah, because I don't know if they got down to it and saw it and then worked their way up. And yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know either. Who, who knows? But I know the military heard the pop, and they sat on it, which I guess you would. Uh, they're not going to come out and 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 give up anything because they never do. Well, I mean, what have they what have they been thinking? That's what it was, though. Yeah, I mean, they weren't monitoring this sub. They could have pinpointed it for sure, right? But did they just hear it and they're like, "Whoa, what the hell was that?" I think the sound could travel for like five thousand miles, from what I understand, from how acoustics work in the water. I don't know. I don't know. And you know, the other thing people were saying was, "How come there wasn't? How come he wasn't tethered?" Right. Uh, on I, th- that, I would have thought. Well, on that ship, it wouldn't take much to put steel cable on that thing. 12,000 feet of steel cable could certainly be held on on that ship. Yeah. You know, on, on a reel. Now, in this case. You would have just been real. You would have been bring, bringing up, up just. pot can. Yeah, or one little piece of just the tail. Yeah. You know, and they're like, holy yeah. shit. But they would have known. 
But yeah, so they lose communication. I mean, at least then they can just go out there and hit up, right? And they pull the thing up. Yeah, I'm sure you got to come up at a certain rate too. There's no. I don't think so. With that thing, you think you can just? Yeah, because it's pressurized. That's what gets you, right? When you're diving and you and you get because you're breathing in air. So mm-hmm. if you hold your, that's how free divers do it. They sure. hold their breath at the surface. They can dive down 200 meters, right, and come straight back up, no problem. Because what happens is they take that deep breath, yep. and as they're diving, everything compresses. And as they come up, everything opens back up. But it's the same volume of air that they took at the surface. So there's no chance for buildup of... Um, well, that's not, that's not what gets you. What gets you is when you are down at depth, and you're on, and you're on scuba, mm. and you take a breath down there. So now you're at depth. You take a deep breath. Something happens. You shoot for the top. Well, all that air in your lungs is expanding as you come up. So as it expands, it's ripping your lungs apart. That's okay. how... That's how and the, you're talking about nitrogen yes. getting into your bloodstream, but that's how it gets in there, okay. right? You're not able to – that's why when you come up, you got safety stops, right? As you come up, you stop for two, three minutes at, at a certain level. You're breathing. You're off-gassing. Come up. You stop again. But they are in a pressurized tube. So the same pressure that they were at the top, that's the same pressure that's at the bottom, mm-hmm. which, when they implode, is why it implodes so violently because the pressure is so different. So, yeah, they could have just hit – it balloons yep. right to the top, and they would have been okay. But I don't know. I still don't know why, you're, why, why you have this weird, why you freak out about the, the, the underground caves. And, like, <sighs> claustrophobic in the water. Like, as, remember when we had the conversation? The next day on YouTube, I get, like, a video yeah, for yeah. it, right? Dude, and those then I caves. watch it. And these guys are going to find an underground waterfall. And as I was watching them go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, I was like, I'm about that life. But, like... <laughs> Am I about that life? No, you're about that life. Watch it on YouTube. You ain't about that life when you got to put your head sideways. Because these guys and you got to like, put your feet flat and yeah, scoot through. Because these guys were like, mm. I didn't, I didn't know if I was, if I could get through that one. Like that was close. And I was like, oh man, like you yeah, know? who's coming to get you? <laughs> Nobody. There are dead people in those caves that couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. Ah no, God, I can't even imagine. Oh, I, no, I'm not even lying. I'm not even being funny. I'm starting to sweat. It's yep. ABGBs. I'm starting to sweat. I'm Did you in. see the one where they're crawling through in those caves? I mean, he was like, I don't know, a mile into it or some bullshit. And he's got a headlamp on, and there are just, I mean, it is like an inch deep of these spiders that live in the cave that are in front of him. They're crawling all around. They're crawling on his face. They're crawling on his hands. I would have lost my shit, dude. I mean, if they weren't biting me, I would, oh, I would no. just roll through no. it. Yeah. God, No. Yeah, I was on the lake when those oh, uh, those God. those midges or, or whatever those were, you know, when okay. they move in swarms, they were all on my back moving as like one. Okay, yeah. but you know what those are. You're a mile into a cave and there's a spider you had never seen mm-hmm. before, not, not but not only one, but like 20,000 of them in front of you crawling on your face. As long as they're not biting me, I will push through. Shit, you talk big shit right now. <laughs> I would love to see you down there in that cave. Uh, help! God dang. But, you know, that's another one. People shit on these guys. Oh, what are you going to find in a cave? You know what? We don't know what we're going to find. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's their passion. It's a weird passion, but whatever. Go do your thing. Whatever makes you happy. They're yeah. modern-day explorers, man. Yep. Without people taking risks, this country would have never been what it is, you know? Uh, without people taking a risk and, and thinking they could fly, mm-hmm. thinking they can go to space, it would have never been what it is. So you can make your jokes and you can share your memes, but... We need more people like this guy out there. We need more people taking the chances. And I appreciate what he did. Um, I mean, that's, that's the American spirit right there, man. What else we got? Anything else you want to talk about? No, we got to save it for the next episode. No, not that. I don't <laughs> even know what's been going on. I, I know Hunter's a mess. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that soon, but we just got to do some, uh, some cleanup, dude. It's been a month. So I'm, I'm glad. Hopefully we're back. Yeah, I'm glad you got a lot of things. Um, you know, we're going to have one more about, uh, his time and, and what, uh, what Jim meant to the people of Ridgeville. And then we have to march on with, uh, with what we have a lot of, a lot of good things in the, in the pipe we're working on. I truthfully rather just march on, but whatever. Yeah. We got one more to deal with and I want you guys to stay tuned and wait until you guys hear next week. Cause it's going to be a lot of laughs. I think, uh, I got it planned out pretty funny. Unless Jim doesn't find it funny, then he's going to be like, ugh. You're not inviting people in here, are you? No. Just me and you, bud. I'm sweating right now. This is why I didn't want a video. Okay. All right. 
So is that it then? That's it for this one. You guys better check in next week if you want to if you want to uh, have a little fun with this before we uh, switch gears and get back to back to what we do best. Yeah. All right. All right. You sure? This is it. Once I hit the button, there's no going back. If you don't hit the button. Good to be back. Is that it? Are you done? <laughs> is you finished or is you done? <laughs> <laughs>